The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live in the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, The Bible. As the authoritative Word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com and also sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, sorry about that, got wrong, wrong screen there, uh, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, and there you're going to find two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from the previous day, so if you missed that and you want to catch it, you can do so up until 3 o'clock, this af- or 3 o'clock this afternoon, at which time he'll be live in that area. On the right side of the page, yes, I know you guys on the video platforms, you recognize that from the day before. Uh, I wasn't fibbing. We are actually live right now, uh, but we are pre-recording the show due to the time restraints for guests. So that that will look a little different when you go over there. Push the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got, look for the Rumble icon, bottom right-hand corner, click on that, join us in the chat on Rumble. We'll have a lot of friends over there in the morning, so good morning to you guys. And while you're there, please subscribe to that channel, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble. And we're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page over there. Appreciate those guys giving us a spot on their platform as well. Back to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. That goes out once a day, late afternoon, early evening. All the articles we have at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, including the morning show archive. So if you want to you know, redo this, if you want any of the articles that we've got on the site, those are listed from the previous day, as well as some bonus videos. So be sure and uh, you guys check those things out. And then there's also our store. If you guys haven't been over there, again, the store doesn't really support the ministry. It's just equipping tools um, and conversation starters that we have for you guys. Um, so if you want to help us, you need to, uh, if you really want to support the ministry, then, then go to the donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com or become a monthly supporter as a son or daughter of Liberty. But our store is available and we are highlighting Bradley's latest book. All the profits were pointing to the front. Uh, it's $10 in the store. Uh, we also still have plenty of copies of soldier of the cross. Uh, that's the first book that he did last year. Uh, this is the second one. And we're waiting on the third one to come out here soon. But uh, this one is available. All the profits are pointing to the front. $10. Soldier of the Cross, $10 in the store. And we also have that bundle, if you guys want it, 
Still got the artwork from Soldier of the Cross on the front, the, the quote from Peter Muhlenberg on the back of the shirt. Uh, you get that, you get the book, and you get a dog tag of your choice right here, silver or black, somewhere in there. First John 3.18 and Sons of Liberty on the other side, those start at $34. They'll go up a little bit more depending on your T-shirt size, okay? All right, so we got a special show this morning. We've got uh, real people. Uh, not that we have fake people on here, I don't think. Uh, but we have real people on here, and they have a real story. And this is this is becoming more and more commonplace. Uh, we knew this was going to happen. We, we, we told you guys, and you guys know it. You can go back and see the shows. Um, they're, they're all archived at sonsoflibertymedia.com. All my morning shows are on settingbrushfires.com. And you can go back and see. You can go back to 2020. You can go back into, well, 2020. Early and the latter part, where we talked about the shots, where we talked about the protocols, we talked about a lot of these things, and we were warning before they came out. Why? Because we know what they've done in the past. And uh, we knew they were going to be dangerous to people, and I don't think we've seen the brunt of this yet. I think that's still coming, but we're steadily seeing that people are losing their lives over it. And it isn't just the shot. Uh, We've listened to Kate talk about the U.K. government giving 25, I forget how much money, it's like 20, I want to say they had to, they had to um, murder, and that's what they're doing, they know what they're doing, they had to murder like 2,500 people a month in England in order to get the financial benefit from the government. You say, that's crazy, Tim. Why is it crazy? Have we not seen this all throughout the 20th century? This was right there in Nazi Germany. We've talked about that. We've done several shows on that to show you what they were doing with the people, the testing, the experiments, the vaccines. And they were disappointed that if it didn't kill 100% of the people, then it wasn't a success. Okay, So you guys remember we had um, Stephen Spivey on a couple of years ago to talk about Extortion 17. And just two or three months later, he went into a hospital with COVID-like symptoms, which are pretty much like the flu. Some There might be a little odd things in there, but it's pretty much like the flu, most people would say. They'd say it's a little different. It's not really like the flu, but it's a lot of the symptoms are like that. He went in. They gave him run death is near, remdesivir. That was the treatment. And our friend Stephen went to be with the Lord. Why? Because he went in there trusting those guys were going to care for him, and what did they do? They murdered him. They murdered him. There's no... There's no debate about this. That has a 50% chance of survival, and they know it. And the same guy who was pushing that, Fauci, was the same guy who was pushing the AZT on the AIDS patients, which were killing them in in like manner. So this morning, we've got uh, two individuals who are joining me, a father and a daughter. And uh, let me give them a proper introduction, and then we'll bring them on. Uh, Donald Downs. Don was the husband of Brenda Downs, father of Melissa Atkins, Kara Bookman, and Joseph Downs. He and Brenda have four grandchildren, built a beautiful and loving family together for 42 years. He's a pastor of a small non-denominational church in Ohio. He's been in ministry for 26 years. He has a heart for young people and ministers. That's what we have here at the Sons of of Liberty, too, for young people as well. Going in the high schools, Bradley's been in, what, 360 of them that are public schools and a lot of them that are are, um, uh, Christian schools and private schools as well. he has also been involved in local youth detention centers, and he lost his wife due to COVID protocols, and he has devoted time to freeing himself of a gag order issued by Ohio Health, which is, 
That's, it seems like that's a complete violation of the First Amendment. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And exposing corruption in the hospitals and courts. And then his daughter's joining us, Kara Bookman. Uh, Kara is the middle daughter of Donna and Brenda. She is an elementary school teacher of 14 years. Oh, I pray for you, sister. I really do. <laughs> She's married to Jacob Bookman, and they have two twin children. Kara is active in their church and children's ministry. After the passing of her mother, she devoted her time to helping those with COVID-19 access other treatment methods. That's a good thing. Get out of the big pharma, pharmacia, right? The sorceries of the beast system. Get out of that stuff. And with her father, she's also exposing by telling the story of what happened to her mother. And it's my privilege to welcome Donald and Kara to the Sons of Liberty. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you very us. much for having us. Absolutely, absolutely. It's my pleasure to have you guys. And you guys have, you know, we've had people on uh, the show before who have had these kinds of things happen to their family, their friends. And, you know, at first we got some kind of kooky looks from people like, what are you guys talking about? Nothing's happening here. I've had the shot. I've had two. I've had three. I've, I've went in the hospital and they do all this kind of stuff. And I think the silver lining in all of this, guys, is that we're learning exactly what the, as Kate says on Saturdays, the hospital system is actually doing to our loved ones. They're not looking to, to really care for them and make them well, but they're looking to keep them sick, and they're sort of a cash cow for them as long as they're sick. If they're, if they're not sick, if they're well, then they have no need of these people. Tell us a little bit about what went on here, uh, Don, if you will, first, about your wife. I mean, you would know her best. Tell us a little bit about your wife and what brought all this on to where she ended up in the hospital, and I, I'm guessing they, okay. they killed her through the protocols. Yeah. Um, our case, um, out of 1.2 million, approximately, America lost 1.2 million people to the, not to COVID, but to protocol. Um, but first, before we talk about that, first of all, this this whole thing that's happened in this country and around the world is, it's good versus evil. That's what it is. Amen. Uh, and I want to start off by saying uh, that what we're doing is just not for Brenda, my wife, and these kids' mother. It's for the other people that lost all those family members to this horrible thing. And I believe this, in, in history, uh, this will go down as one of the most evil times in the United States history, once it's all found out. Uh, but uh, Brenda... I don't know why they have the key. Everybody keeps saying 42 years, but we were married 46 and a half years. We got married in high school and when we were seniors, we both had jobs. So it's 46 and a half years. Um, uh, I want to say this, my two daughters and my son lost their best friend. Um, not to COVID. I just said that, but I call it the damnable protocol that, Fauci and this government put out. Uh, and our hearts, I say this with sincere heart, our hearts goes out to some those 1.2 million uh, people, their families, of what they went through. Uh, and our hearts also go out to the the good doctors and the good nurses that found out what was really happening and either either they they quit or got fired 
for trying to uh, save people's lives. Um, so it goes, it goes out to them. So this story is for you and uh, everyone else, your listeners. And our story tells how far the monster medical field will go to stop your loved one from getting a another alternative like ivermectin or any other thing that might have helped. But our story, I knew when from the very first day that I talked with the hospital when they transferred her from our local hospital up to Columbus to Ohio Health Hospital, Doctors West, I knew that somehow our case was going to be different possibly than any other case in America. And so far, we've heard none just like it. And you're going to find out why. And uh, so anyhow, our story tells how far the monster medical field will go to stop ivermectin or any other protocol. We have to keep saying that. Uh, That would have helped their loved ones. And also, what they would do and use the courts and even local attorneys to be in on this mess. Um, so I will say that this on, what was it? July 28th of 2021. It's been over two years now. We both, me and Brenda went into our local hospital the same morning, five o'clock in the morning. We both had COVID and we both felt terrible. We didn't even think, we, we felt so bad, we didn't think we could make it to the hospital. So our oldest daughter, Melissa, took us to, she was going to take us to one 30 minutes away, but we just felt like we couldn't make it. We were really sick. So she took us to our local hospital. We, we went there. We knew the doctor that was on call. And so we felt good. We felt, well, you know, we're going to have it made. So I, I, I was, so, what's that? Sorry guys, just, just ignore that. Somebody printed something in my house that did this. Sorry about that. Go uh, Okay, that's fine. So, so this, I'm trying to tell you where it started. Me and her both ended up in the local hospital for, for, Twenty minutes of the three-day stay. I my numbers kept getting better, and I believe it was because I was on a blood thinner uh, that I was on from a kind of a minor stroke four years ago. But anyhow, um, she gets bet worse. They let me out after three days. They ship her to Columbus, Ohio Health. So she gets up there. They put her on a high-flow uh, oxygen mask and. I don't know, she was there two or three days and I was finally able to go visit her. And um, I said, I walked in the room and and uh, we talked a little bit and uh, she said, they're trying to, they will not leave me alone. They're trying to get me to go on the vent. And she said, I don't feel that I'm bad enough to go on a vent. But for two or three days, they hounded her, hounded her. And so she said, I'm just going to go ahead and let them because they say it will let my, it'll help my lungs to rest. 
And we didn't know any better. We Every trusted Remdesivir. Yeah, yeah. They were also giving her, while she was awake, they were also already giving her fentanyl, which we had no idea about until, you know, later after she passed when we did the uh, medical uh, review. She never took more than a baby aspirin for anything. She was in perfect health, 64 years old. Oh, and uh, here so, is so you're telling her. Okay, this is Brenda. Yeah. You guys are seeing that. Yeah, and I apologize. I, right. I told my kids to quit printing stuff because so it trips the thing here. Oh, okay. But, that's but okay. let that's me understand okay. this right. You said they gave your wife remdesivir and yes. they wanted to put her on a vent. And did they give her something else? Fentanyl. 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 Yeah, fentanyl. Constantly. What? Fentanyl. They overdosed her eight or nine days, and we can prove that with her medical records. That's another story. Oh, my goodness. They didn't want to give me the medical records after 28 days. 3,300 3, pages, but we'll get into that too. But, uh, but yeah. go ahead, Kara. She wasn't in any pain. No. Um, so I don't understand. But, you know, she was acting funny. And it, I mean, she just wasn't acting like herself. And so I could tell something was off, but I wasn't sure what it was. Well, here it was. They were giving her fentanyl, which I don't know. If somebody's having respiratory issues, fentanyl was, is the last thing I right. would say that you would want to give someone um but so once she finally went on the ventilator um while we were waiting for her to go on the vent um so friends of ours called us and said hey we we know somebody in that was in a hospital in ohio that was on a ventilator and they gave him ivermectin and after the second dose he was off the ventilator so we were like Oh my goodness. We're excited. You know, she's in good health and yeah. just went on the so, to take her right off. So I immediately look up Ivermectin and you know, we call back and say, you know, have you vented her yet? Because if, if she hadn't been vented yet, then we were just gonna go ahead and get that and give it to her. They did it immediately. It was incredible. Uh, but she was already ventilated and so I found an NIH study that showed that ivermectin lowered comorbidity in COVID. So I thought, well, I'll just show them this study. I mean, they're not going to argue with that, um, which I really didn't know the pushback of ivermectin no at the time. You know, I just thought, well, here's an NIH study. Of course, they'll do it. You know, right. so we called a meeting. Yeah, we called a meeting and asked um, about it. And so they, and at first, they just sent some resident doctors to talk to us um and then they took the information and of course it went up the chain to admin it took and about then, a half hour and then hospital administration were immediately meeting with us and they immediately began being very um hostile about it and getting mean and just being and just, I, I jumped up and down and i said look she was just put on the vent uh, what a couple hours ago we want to try this ivermectin. I will sign anything, any waiver. It doesn't matter. Anything uh, to give her this ivermectin, give her a chance with this ivermectin. And they said, absolutely not. So right out of my mouth, and I never expected anything like this. I said, look, uh, in 19 months of COVID up to this point, has any one family member in 19 months, have they ever sued this outfit 
to get a family member of ivermectin or anything else. No, you would be the first one. I said, well, count me down as your first one because I'm taking it to court in a hurry. They did, and they almost laughed in my face. And and uh, they got the paperwork next the next day. So, um, well, first they said that the ivermectin was for horses, that right. you couldn't get it in a pharmacy in Ohio, that you could only get it at Tractor Supply. They lied to us. So that- obviously they were being, you know, just downright rude and it's because they're making a lot of money they're making a lot of money on the drugs as well as the vent right we can tell you exactly how much they made on this case what did what did what did they Uh, what was the filthy lucre that they sold their souls for to 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 do this to your wife well they got over nine hundred thousand dollars in, in no, that, th- isn't, that's all that I know of. Isn't now, that incredible sure a lot more. that they think a person's, I mean, some some of them think it's worth less, much less than that, but $900,000, that's nothing for the life of someone, and yet they're willing to do that. You guys may be well, familiar with our friend Scott Shara. Oh, yes, we yeah, are. And Amazing Grace. And, We've been on his show. Yeah, and he's, he's doing the same thing. He's taking it to him, too. He's not going to take this sitting down. I'm glad that you weren't either. Well... So we um, so we started doing more research and we found uh, Ralph Larigo out of New York. Okay, this is all happening in one day. What you're hearing now happened in one day. Okay. The day they put her on the vent. All right. Okay, go ahead. So we found Ralph Larigo and we found that he was trying these cases on ivermectin and um, he's out of New York. And um, so we called him and he, you know, we really didn't expect to hear from him so quickly because. You know, he was in the news. He was being hailed a hero, and so we were we were shocked to to receive a call so back so quickly. And within the day, he said, "Okay, what I need you to do is I need you to find a doctor willing to prescribe ivermectin. I need you to find a pharmacy willing to fill it, and we need you to find a local attorney that's not affiliated with Ohio Health." We did it in one uh, day. We did all of that in one day. Our local doctor prescribed it. Our local pharmacy filled it. Um, and we found a Columbus, Ohio attorney who ended up selling us out. He sold us out. But we found a local attorney to uh, do the legwork for Ralph because Ralph was in New York and couldn't practice in Ohio without. Uh, he had to get, yeah, he had to get consent signed. But anyhow, all that happened in one day. And also with Ralph, we're talking about one of the highest up probably attorneys in the state of New York. If you look his name up, read about him, you'll find out what I'm talking about. He had 11 prior cases up to this day that people were on the vents where they were probably throughout the United States. I don't know. But he took, those families took their local hospitals to court. He won 11 of those cases out of 11. They were all on the vent. Every one of them was given the ivermectin. Every one of them, within a few hours or days, got off the vent and walked out of the hospital. So we were excited. We were hopeful. I mean, it was like a sure thing. Brenda was his 12th client. We were his 12th client. And what was done, what we're going to tell you, it's, you, it's, it's unconscionable, but we're going to tell you. Yeah. You know, you know, Don, one of the things that we learned in all of this, uh, I believe the virus as they're calling it a virus, 
I don't think that's what it is at all. This is why yeah. the, the ivermectin, and again, it has side effects too. Don't people don't think that 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 is a yeah. drug too? So is hydroxychloroquine. They have side effects. That's they they right. take the natural mm-hmm. what God has done and they synthesize little parts to do that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they're anti-parasite—that's anti-parasite medicine. That tells you yeah. whatever these people had is not a virus. It's not something contagious. Right. You're not passing it on to people. They're giving it to you. And I think Dr. Brian Artis has it whittled down. They're using the 5G to inflate the aggravation of what they put yeah. in the water system. I think that's what they did. And that's why this yeah. anti-parasitic medicine actually worked for a lot of people. And they were looking for it. Now, we've had Dr. Andreas Calker on, too, to talk about chlorine dioxide, which is not a medicine, it's a natural compound, and he's he said he's they've got the studies. They've taken care of plenty of people who had co- the COVIDs, I call them the convids, um, because I think they conned us on it, but he said he's mm-hmm. healed, or they've taken care, treated a lot of people with that, and he said it's not a virus, this is like a blood disorder is what it looks like. So in any case, there was a lot of treatments, it wasn't just the ivermectin, and you're right, they were shutting the people down they didn't want people selling it. They didn't want people to talk about it. We got kicked off of I don't know how many YouTube channels and some other channels yeah. that we were on because we had doctors come in and say, this is what's really going on, and they would show you, and they would give you the evidence of it, and Facebook and everybody else mm-hmm. said, oh, this, you guys are a bunch of quacks. You don't know what you're talking about. You're giving out mm-hmm. false information. You're going to kill people. Well, while they were the ones actually doing what they were charging us for. Go ahead. Right. Our story, though, like I said at first, you're go- once it's all told to you, you will understand then how far that they would go to kill the people and not let them live. So when they were bent on it, yeah. and so when Ralph went to uh, court for us, um, it was in front of Franklin County Judge Mark Serrett, um, and. You know, Ralph has tried a lot of these cases and he, you know, after the first day he reported back, hey, this is going really well. You know, I can usually read, you know, he'd been practicing law for over 40 years. He can usually read the judge. The judge said that. um, Why wouldn't they give it to her? Right. The judge said didn't really understand why they wouldn't just try it, you know, with it being safe and effective and with all of the. um, Exhibits that Ralph showed of all these examples of what worked of how it worked and how these people lived, um, the judge at that point didn't understand why they wouldn't just try it, why Ohio Health wouldn't try it. So Ralph felt really good that the judge was going to rule in our favor. Well, overnight happened, and then the judge was no longer had the same tune. Um, So they you know they fought back and forth and ralph calls us and he said hey you know they are wanting this uh egregious thing they're wanting you to sign a confidentiality agreement stating that they will agree to give her the ivermectin but if you tell anybody that they gave it to her and they don't have to have like somebody you could just they could find out from anywhere somebody off the street could come in and and say that you told 
and they could sue you and you would have to pay them a million dollars each. They're wow. worth a million dollars each if you tell anybody. But from me and my two daughters, that's yeah, so three that's million dollars. Million dollars is Plus what they want. The attorney. And, wow. and they want a million dollars from Ralph. That's crazy. That's crazy. It, was, <clears throat> we got a contract. We can show you the contract. It's right there in black and white. So the judge says, Well, that's uh, calls us calls us on a phone. Wow. And he says, you know, um, I I don't think that the million dollars each, you know, is is fair. So I'm going to lower it to a hundred thousand each. So if if you tell anybody, it's you each have to pay a hundred thousand dollars. You know what? You know what? I I think this is a, a place where, boy, you need some recordings. And let those people hang themselves with it and say, if you don't do this, I'm going to put this out to the media. Okay, let, let me tell you something. <laughs> we didn't hire an attorney for what we're doing now until a year later, basically. Um, and we find out when we hired this uh, Warner Mendenhall from Akron. Well, I, I want to say this. he That judge, we found out later, he allowed no recording of that court date at all. Nothing was typed. Nothing was filmed. Nothing, no audio. We were shocked. Our attorney now, he it was shocked. But no, and for good reason. Go ahead and tell him. Yeah, sure. Um, Proceed. So we're on the phone with the judge, and he says, um, you know, he asks us, do you understand what confidentiality is? Yeah. Obviously, you know, obviously we do. Um, so he said, so I want you to repeat after me. If anyone is to ask you about this case, you say the judge told me I'm not allowed to talk about it. For the so rest he, of your life. For the rest of your life. So he made us all repeat that back to him. I mean, I, I still remember sitting in the car to this day and feeling like a child in a schoolroom, having repeat. to repeat after the teacher. Well, he did it in the courtroom too after we got there. But said, repeat, made us repeat after him. The judge says, I'm not allowed to talk about it. And so let me so, ask you, so let me ask you a question about that. What are the consequences if you say, no, I'm not doing this? You don't have authority to tell me I have to shut my well, mouth about you, something. Okay, well, you, you will find out here in a little okay. uh, what the consequences would be just as we proceed. Um, so, so, so he asks us to come to the courthouse. This is at 4.30 in the afternoon. And I want to put, paint a picture here because our local attorney that was doing the groundwork for our main attorney, head attorney in New York, he was there all day from 8, 9 o'clock in the morning in the, with the judge and the, the staff, uh, staff, attorney. staff attorney, Paige Kahn, nice lady. And they, Ohio had, Health had four attorneys there and all day had, long. And we they, had one on the phone and one right. in person. Right, okay. So I, I wanted to paint a picture. This is what happened. So he says, come on over to the court. Uh, yeah, so uh, we went to the courthouse. And um, so we're we're in a room with just our co-attorney. Uh, Jeff Perry. Jeff Perry. Jeff Perry. And he's on the phone with Ralph, and they're going back and forth with the contract. And and Jeff was getting annoyed with Ralph. Um, and he just says, you know, Ralph can't, 
he doesn't agree. He wants everything changed. We keep changing it. Every time we change it, he's not happy with it. Well, he wasn't happy with it because it was so evil. And well, so we had no idea, really. So, how bad it yeah. Was. And so awful. And Jeff so, wouldn't tell us anyhow. No. So we finally, uh, the judge calls us in um, to his um, courtroom and doesn't allow Ralph our lead attorney to be present at all doesn't allow him on the phone doesn't allow him via zoom we do not have our lead attorney with us whatsoever um and let me just say this he went off on ralph as soon as we sit down and said look your attorney was the judge uh, uh yeah the, the judge we sit down and he says look i don't i'll never forget these words i don't know why i even took this case i'm the only judge blankly blank that would have even looked at this case and furthermore your attorney in new york he is only representing you because of his ego and he wants to make a name for himself it was unbelievable yeah. we're sitting there in shock yeah what are you saying you don't even know this guy he's trying he's working for us but so anyhow he says what was his statement the only so, thing yeah the only thing uh no he said your wife and your mother yeah. she's going to die because of your attorney ralph and it will be all ralph's fault what and these two girls just thought, start bawling yeah, crying i'm gonna get the medicine because we can't come to an agreement right. because of ralph he was gonna throw it out right then so he put wow the whole, took the full blame of all of this evil contract that was going on he put the full blame on ralph so he's like he's conjuring this up and in instigating this to force us. This was staged now. Okay. So Melissa, my oldest daughter, they're bawling. His staff attorney, tears run down her face. Attorneys were crying. That's how one of them was. That's sure. how ugly this, this thing. Our courtroom experience needs to be told to the world, but I don't know. But anyhow. My oldest daughter stands up and says, Your Honor, can I call Ralph? And like a smart aleck, he says, yeah, you have three minutes. And so we had three minutes to go out with our local attorney in the conference room and call Ralph. Ralph was waiting on the phone and she was crying and said, Ralph, he's not going to, the judge is not going to save her life or do anything. Because you won't sign the contract. And he explained to Melissa. He tried. he tried. Look, you're signing something that you have no idea. But I understand your pain. He said, this is the worst day of my entire career and life. And he said, I have, I have contacted New York Supreme Court justices. And, and told them about this in the last uh, day and a half. And they said that everybody has one word for it, unconscionable, what this judge was doing to us and this hospital. So he just said, no, I can't do it. And Melissa says, well, we dad, dad had to say, you're fired. They forced me to fire him to go on. So we walked back in after that, three, it was about five minutes instead of three. We walk back in. Before I get to sit down, the judge says, Mr. Downs, we have it all figured out. So that means the judge and the Ohio Health attorneys were talking amongst themselves well, without us in the room or without any representation. Absolutely. 
And he says, we haven't figured out. Uh, Ohio Health has agreed that I should put a gag order on Ralph Larego in New York. That gets him out of it. And we can proceed with this contract. And she'll get the... She, will get, she will get the ivermectin tomorrow. Do you have? I said we've got it on our possession. In our possession, she'll get it tomorrow. He said it a couple times, but he made us repeat this confidentiality thing again. Uh, but anyhow, regardless, the girls say I don't remember that, but I remember him telling me to do it twice at some time. But anyhow, so he forces us to fire our leading lead attorney. So we didn't have our lead attorney. And uh, so we go. Um, so he says, you know, come up tomorrow. The, yeah. the gag, we had to wait for them to do the gag order against Ralph. And the part, the paperwork would be ready in the morning and we have to wait till it's ready. And once it's ready, um, we can go sign it and go to the hospital and she'll get the medicine. Yep. So we went and signed it. And Jeff had our local attorney he had everything laid out on the table as soon as you walked in the door didn't go Not his office yeah he didn't go over anything with us and i asked him a question before i signed it jeff did they change anything from we left the court yesterday the time we left the court till this morning well yes a couple things but don't worry about it just sign it get over there get that message medicine over there Guess what? We find out later that they they changed the, the you can't imagine. We could send you a copy. Of oh, I can imagine. Changes. I can imagine it. They what they did, the judge took all the burden off himself and put it all on the Ohio Health. They he said that the doctors had the decision whether or not they they could decide whether to give it to her or not. Okay, they all right. So all of it so let, let's let's there's a lesson here for people. Don't sign anything unless you know what it says. That's one thing. Exactly. And the other is don't be intimidated by your elected servants or your appointed servants. These guys need to be yeah. impeached. This judge. Do you want to name this judge, uh, this criminal we judge do all the time. up in Hio? Please Mark name him. Sarah. Yeah. Mark Sarah out of Franklin County. He's one of the there's three or four uh, common police court up there. And okay. he's got one of them. And they tried to say that we were in duress. Like, we were never in duress. It's because she was dying. I mean, we would have never ran, not read a contract and ran no. off to the hospital if she hadn't. I mean, she's laying there dying. Of course, we're in duress. And of course, we're signing they said under her. We in duress today, they say that yeah. too. Well, and then let's, oh. let's, let's make sure that people understand she is not dying from the con bids. She is not dying. From taking ivermectin, she is dying because of the protocols that they're following, which we know killed a bunch Absolutely. of people. Now, did you guys read about those protocols about the venting and stuff uh, in some of the news or alternative media and stuff like that? And that's how you knew. Wait a minute, we done made a mistake here. We need to correct this. We got it. We got to get things under control. When did you figure out that? Hey, that day. That, okay. That day. So when you seen that, that you already had an idea what they were doing, right? Yeah, well, okay. we started figuring it out once we had learned about ivermectin and once they had started becoming so hostile about the ivermectin. And um, they had really started cranking up her meds um, oh. to the point where 
her, we would ask them to turn down the fentanyl and they would do it while we were there. And as soon as we walked out of the room, they would turn it way back up. I mean, it was just constant. Okay. And um, I want to put this in there right now that 3,300 pages of medical records for her, her stay, they wouldn't give them to me after she passed away. So I had to hire an, a local, my local attorney in Logan, Ohio, in Hawking County, where I live, to get those re- medical records. They, they had to send our attorney a form, or he sent them one, had to be signed by our local judge here in Hawking County for me to get something that I'm I'm entitled to. So they put me through that. 3,300 pages. Our attorney in Akron, he went ahead and, and uh, gave them to a uh, medical professional to put them in a computer. Cost me three grand at $30 an hour. It boiled down 3,300 pages to her findings of 53 pages. Of malpractice. And we can't even read them without bawling. They murdered her. Oh, they sure did. different ways. Yes. You can't imagine what they did. Now, we understand that all the the criminal things that they did with the protocol was covered by Fauci and this government. So as long as they didn't use a gun or or, or put a pillar over her face, uh, that would be criminal. But you can do anything else and get away with it. And that's what they did. And there's nothing we can do about that. But I'm, you know, only thing I worried about is is the criminal side of the of the judge, our local attorney up there, and the hospital. And we're going to finish this out with this is going to blow your mind what they did. Um. So we went to the hospital away after we signed the agreement, waiting for them to administer the ivermectin. We told them that we did not want them to administer it without us being present in the room because we didn't trust that they would actually give it to her. So we wanted to see it being done. Um. So then they one hour, two hours, three hours goes by. Something's going on. So we get there and she had had her doors closed the entire time. And I see you. And I and so um and you had to wear PPE to go in her room. Well, all of a sudden that as soon as we signed, we get there, her doors are open, you no longer have to wear PPE, and they're trying to say she doesn't have COVID anymore. Yeah. So there's the first red flag. Okay, they're trying to do something. They're 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 that up to so something. Good. What are what are they doing? So then um, we get a message from our attorney. The doctors want to have a meeting with you. Do you want to meet with them? Do you want me to be there? No, we don't want a meeting. We just want to see them give her the ivermectin. The judge says she gets it so, today. So she gets it today. So he says, well, then we get another message from the attorney, from our local attorney that says, um, well, they say she's having cognitive issues. Well, we don't know about any cognitive issues. Like she had a high fever. What's what's going on? So they're like, well, we guess we need to know what these cognitive issues are. And then, you know, then we text back. We're like, no, we don't want to meet with them. Just give her the medicine. Obviously, she needs it even more. So we refused the meeting and we were ambushed by five doctors in the waiting room after we had refused the meeting. Five of their lead doctors come in, including their head infectious disease doctor, Dr. Joseph Gastaldo, 
and um, he's the one that they use on the news constantly. Um, but he come, they come in and they tell us that she's having these cognitive issues. They're taking her for a CT scan. The They're going to run a when they come in, on her. When we see them coming in, these girls just broke down and bawled. And Gustavo comes in, gets on one knee and pats Melissa, my oldest daughter, on the leg and says, I understand what you're going through and all this. And I'm beside myself. Uh, I'm a Christian man, wouldn't hit anybody. But this is this was a time where I you can't imagine, really. So well, Don, Donald, can us. can we bring can we bring something in here, and I'll let you continue in just a second, Kara, because or Kara, because the thing is, is that you made mention of your Christian man, and I and I wanted to bring that in here because the Bible tells yeah. us what does God require of us to do justly. What was done to That's you, right. what was done to your family, and what was done to your wife was not justice; it was an injustice, oh. and it was a it violation was of God's injustice. law, where He says, "You shall not murder." Exodus chapter twenty, and He says, "And to right. love mercy." What is mercy? Well, you were loving mercy and wanting to help your your wife and your mom. You're wanting them to give yeah. them medicine that you know has has been said to work, and to walk humbly yeah. with the God. I'm going to tell you, I don't think it's unchristian to deal with some people in a physical manner. Yeah. Okay, and some people will say, oh, I don't I like know. violence either, okay? I don't, I don't like getting no, into no, it either. No, I know. But there is a place, it, it, and we see it all through the Old Testament, of the, the godly yes. men who said, no, exactly. you're not going to do it. And some of them even went to the point of taking people out on it. So exactly. I think well, the God men— out. Yeah, and I think, yeah. The, I think a lot of people don't understand. They say, how can—I just can't believe men would be this wicked to do it. Listen— if you listen to the Sons of Liberty, you know they're wicked because their hearts are wicked. And God keeps us That's from being, it. he keeps us from being yeah. as wicked as we can be because we are totally depraved. And that's why we need a Savior from sin. His name is Jesus Christ. So that's I, it. But I think, Don, one of, the th- one of the solutions, and I'll let you continue here in just a second, Kira, is that the men of the communities are going to have to get together. They're going to have to start yes. being the law enforcers of the Constitution, the way it says in Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15 and 16. They're going to have to enforce the yes. law. And when you get these doctors doing that, you get about 100 or so men in the community yes. who are the Constitution yes. militia who come down there and say, you're not going to do this to this family. Are you going to answer to us? They start putting some pressure on that. And the boys in blue and the boys in brown ain't going to be able to keep up with it because we exactly. are the law. We are the law. We're the enforcers of the yes. law. Kara, go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, I just, there's a place where people need to understand Christians are not to just lay down and be doormats while their family members are being murdered. They're not to do that. They are to stand I, I up and be say, men. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, before she uh, takes over again, at that moment when Gustaldo, what's his first name? Joseph. Joseph Gustaldo. Now you're talking about the head uh, infectious disease doctor for Ohio Health, which is the largest, probably the, have to be the largest medical outfit in the state of Ohio. They own a lot of hospitals. Okay. So this is the head man that they brought in the head gun. But I'll tell you what, I asked him some questions that caused him to go on channel two of our major channels in Columbus, Ohio, the next morning to say, because I said, hey, how you've been, a, I don't know how long you've been a, a, a doctor, but have you ever prescribed ivermectin to any of your patients? He said, it hurt him, but he had to say the truth uh, because I would have called him out on it. I said, he said, yes, 
many, many times. I've used it for years, but never for COVID, see? Okay, so then I put different pressures on them. I looked at those five that was in there and I said, I wanna ask you five something right now. If that was your mother, your daughter, your sister, family member, close wife, like if she's my wife, these girls' mother, if you had, if they're, if, if they're laying in there in the same situation on life support, fighting for their life, what would you do as far as the protocol that you are giving my wife? Gestalda didn't hesitate. I would go by hospital COVID uh, uh, protocol. Well, he's an idiot. The next one. Yeah, he's an idiot. Uh, uh, the head of the ICU, she said, older lady, protocol. Another one, protocol. The other two put their head down. They wouldn't answer me. And I looked at those three in, in the eyes, and I said, let me tell you three something. I have never in my life ever met three human beings like you three. Because if you're telling me the truth, I've never met anybody like you. Well, the biggest slap in the face was when Joseph Gastaldo said to us. Yes, listen to this. He said, had she gotten the ivermectin sooner, it yeah. may oh. have how, how much? How where I wanted to explode, and it took the grace of God. Oh, I'm telling you. I didn't bury him. I want to do and it. He and, said that. And, and, and your wife was not even a part of my family. I want to do it just hearing it. Just like I wanted to do it for, for what they did to Scott's daughter. I mean, because Absolutely. they target the people, they make them feel helpless, yes. and then they make the family feel like they're idiots and they're stupid, and they yes. check it, check them, check themselves, and think, well, these guys have been to school. Now we know they're just yes. indoctrinated with a Babylonian practice to poison people, not really to make them better. And so this is why a lot of people right. don't want to go to a hospital. They don't want to go to a doctor. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, when he said that... Yeah, I it, mean, I it, just came up out of my chair. My was, sister me down. I was just going to pulverize him right there, but I, I don't know. The Lord just look. Here's here's the thing. From day one, I said, "Lord, why are you showing me and my two girls this kind of evil that I never ever thought in my lifetime would ever experience or see?" And I kept asking the Lord day after day, "Why, Lord? Why us?" Why are you showing us this evil when other people, they don't have to see this kind of evil? Well, it happened to us because I hired an attorney. I was the first one in 19 months to come against them. So now I know why. It's where we get the word out to say this is what happened. And you, i got to be honest with you. There's people right here in our community. They don't buy it. They just say, nah, they can't. And they know us. We're Christian people. We wouldn't lie to anybody. But yet they can't buy the idea that something happened that bad in this country. Well, Don, we have here's... Documents. We have yeah, documents. Here, but here's the thing. Understand what's going on. The church has not preached the whole counsel of God. Therefore, they haven't, they haven't brought the condemnation that comes through those right. who are in Adam, that they're under that condemnation, and that yes. they are... I mean, at their at their core, they're corrupt, down to their emotions, their will, their mind, their thinking, everything. They have no conscience. Well, it is. And some people have seared that conscience. And most of us yes, have never have. run into people who've seared their conscience. We run into people who mm -hmm. you can sort of 
you know, even if they're getting kind of bold and emboldened in things, they will at least kind of acknowledge it and kind of back off. Mm -hmm. The people who have seared their conscience are like, you're not going to tell me what's right and wrong. I'm going to know what I'm doing. And when you're dealing with people like that, there's no reasoning with them. And and when they're killing people, uh, I say what the Bible says. I stick with what God says. I know there's a lot of people who profess to be Christians who say, well, the death penalty is done away with. No, it wasn't. Jesus reiterated in the New uh-huh. Testament. He's the one who gave it in the Old Testament. And a lot of these people, if we would deal with them, Don, and a lot of people don't like mm-hmm. talking about it. I don't like talking about it because the Bible says this is a community experience. It's not something that's done in a back room in a chamber somewhere. Right. It's the community. Mm-hmm. The person is found guilty, and the community rises up, and they put their stamp of approval on the justice that's being brought and they put right. them to death so they don't do it to anybody else and if people think that's harsh understand that is a, th- those people doing that 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 happens to it is a mercy to the people mm-hmm. that they're harming it's stopping yeah. them from doing that and you know yeah. god often does that with with people he uses men to do it sometimes and sometimes he just does it himself or he sends an angel to do it and he's good, mm-hmm. and he's right, and he's just in it. And I want people to think about that, because Absolutely. that is the thing we're missing, Don. In this country, yeah. the reason you're experiencing you what you're experiencing is because justice has not been brought over the many years that they've been doing this. In fact, they've tried to come out and tell doctors and these man- oh, yeah. vaccine manufacturers and all this that they have immunity. You can't, you can't touch those guys or whatever. See, that's the problem. Yeah, it is. It is totally the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. So during the meeting, um, you know, they're they're just saying that she has all these cognitive issues, and they're going to run all these tests, which they ran a, a brain scan. These tests were caught. You know, these tests were dangerous for her because moving a vented patient is dangerous. So we knew that they were doing whatever it takes to not give her the ivermectin. Yes. So and, and and they did a CT scan, put her in great danger, and it came back normal. We knew yeah, it would. The test came back normal, but we did agree to wait until the test one, came back. So we waited. We one agreed to wait day. one day to wait on the test to make sure that they were normal. But behind our back, during that three-hour period, when all this stuff's going on, we didn't know anything about the CT scan. We we did not know that Doctor Gastaldo. The infectious disease doctor. Oh, boy, I got to hold it back when I think about him. Donald, hang, hang on. Hang on to your thought there. Hang on to your thought. We got to close out the show. You guys want to hang over for just a couple of minutes. We'll let you finish your thoughts yeah, and give yeah. a final exhortation. All right, great. Yeah, uh, hang on for me, and we'll be right back with you guys. Uh, guys, <clears throat> If you'd like to uh, check us out online again, sonsoflibertymedia.com, beforeitsnews.com, and also uh, what are what else are we on? Beforeitsnews.com, Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Uh, catch us over there for the rest of this. I, I know Don and Kara have some more to share with us. Bradley will be with you at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern, and Lord willing, we'll see you back here in the morning, 8 a.m. with Kate Shimrani. Talk to you then. Okay, well, I want to welcome everybody coming over. Please let me apologize for the technical stuff we have. My kids were printing something they didn't know I was doing a show, and so that's why it makes weird stuff on the on the thing. And then the music went shut down, and so I had to reopen that, and that's why that came in. So I apologize for that. You guys are hanging with me while I've got the old computer here, and it's, it's a little bit hair-raising. In any case, Don, I cut you off there just to shut out the, the, the show, so go ahead and pick up your thought right there. Okay, the thought was that, 
while all this was going on behind our back, Gestaldo called our local doctor that prescribed, was our, Brenda's doctor, our doctor, prescribed the ivermectin and tried to talk him into calling us and telling us to back off that it was too dangerous for uh, her to get it that day. And our doctor absolutely told him, no, it's not he, she needs it today. You don't need to. him very angry of course gestaldo but our our doctor uh, was very upset and gestaldo went on to tell him look we don't have anybody there's not a doctor in this hospital is willing to give it to her when they told us on two different occasions that they had someone so our he doctor in the contract that they had someone oh yeah so so our doctor says, okay, I'll leave my practice right now. I'll be up. Take me about 45 minutes. I'll give it to her. They said, no, uh, you're not a part of our organization, so you are not welcome here. But the most egregious thing that I did. Now, listen, what's coming up? They were telling us that she was doing worse. Someone from Ohio Health called or actually emailed um, the general staff attorney, Paige Kahn, and told her that she, my mother was doing much better, significantly, significantly better was the word that they used in the email, okay. and that she no longer needed the ivermectin, and That's also it. that she no longer had COVID, and that the ivermectin could no longer help her. Now, because of that, our attorney calls us and tells us that. We are saying, are you serious? Who let them know that big lie? I'm like, no, that's not true. Well, he goes back and he says, our attorney calls back and says, well, this is what the judge says. He's going to put the whole thing on hold until we can get counsel together. Guess what? It never, ever happened. And then our local attorney is no longer answering our calls. And we find out we find not. out two years later that he himself had also emailed Paige Con the next day when we were supposed to get the medicine and told them that we no longer wanted it. We never ever said that. You can't we trust any of these day. dirty people, can they, you? You can't trust a one of them. Her. They what they put us through. Wow. You can't wrap your head around this. Now, this is why I say that there may not be another case just like ours. I know they, the, the, a lot of people have been through it, but to, to have a judge, a local attorney, and a hospital hold the criminal acts that they did, the acts that in one and, one and, one and a half days, they should be jailed for that. No, they, they should be acts. they should be taking a dirt nap. This is what I'm talking about. If we're Christians, we're going to go back to the word of God and we're going to let God define what's breaking the law. And then we're going to let yes. him define what the punishment is. And his punishment is yes. not sitting in a jail cell to where you and your daughter and your, your other siblings, Kara, have to yes. pay for that guy three hots and a cot. No, you're to put him in oh, the ground. You're to send him to the judge. You're to send him to the judge. Yeah. You can give him the gospel because I don't think any of yes. us want anybody to face the wrath of God. I don't care what they've done. I pray for these people yeah. every day. 
I, I hate yep. what they did. They yes. murdered her. But at the same time, they have an eternal soul. And I pray to God they'll repent for what they did. Because she's with the Lord now. Yeah, but, but the consequences should be theirs. They should be bearing the consequences, yes. not you guys, yes. them. It's time for the, I want to say this, it's time for the true Christians to stand up and do what's right. No, Forget fear. Forget losing everything you've got. I'll be honest with you. During uh, over two years now, I have said to Archer, I want to quit. I'm done. He, and at one point he said, I'm going to send your $5,000 back. But before we're done talking on the phone, I said, let's go. No. So that was over a year ago. But I want, this thing is so heavy. And it's, but now I've said they can have everything I've got. And, you know, I dismissed the lawsuit against them after she passed away. We, why? Because I didn't want under that gag order. Yeah, we were hoping that that got us out from under the gag order, but uh, the local attorney told us that we were still bound to the gag order. Yes. So that's when we hired Warner Mendenhall out of Akron. Mm -hmm. um, he to, looks at the contract, said, yeah, yeah it's, it, you're still so under it. We, you know, so uh, what Warner did for us was he um, went back to court with us to get us out from under the gag order. And what Ohio Health did was they proved um, to the second judge they said that we were never under the gag order yeah um and he cited for them and now they're putting a lawsuit and, on and us they decided to yeah ohio health decided to sue us us three and our attorney for filing a frivolous lawsuit against oh them. okay yeah. okay okay okay, okay. Said that, tell us who that is okay. again ohio health Ohio Health. Now, listen. Hang on, listen. hang on. Let me make the point to we, the people, just because I know everybody okay, heard it, yeah, okay. but let's make the okay. point here. These okay. are the people who are supposed to be caring, providing care to get your wife well, and what they were doing was yes. the exact opposite. And then when right. you filed a legitimate lawsuit for their negligence, for their, I don't even want to say it's negligence. I agree with, I told Scott, I said, when I'm hearing this stuff and I'm seeing the documentation, this is premeditated murder. They know exactly what they're doing. Yes, it was. So mm -hmm. these people have the audacity to go and sue those that they have harmed. I want the people to get oh. that. There ought to be picket fences, or not picket fences. There should be picket yes. lines set up in front of this Ohio Health yes. uh, to yes. to to say you guys are engaged in murder and call it for what it is. They can do whatever they want to go out there. The people need to protest. We used to do that in yes. this country, and people uh, seem to be frightened. I think a lot from January six. I think the guys were right in there. I was very yes. critical yes. of Trump, but they were right mm -hmm. in protesting, and that's they're yes, they're they supposed were. to have that protected, but they're mm -hmm. not. They're being. I mean, they're standing the law on its head. We've got the evil men working inside, and we know what the Scripture says about that. When the righteous are, are in, you know, in authority, then the people rejoice. But mm -hmm. when the wicked are there, that they suffer. They're, they're, it's it's a cruel uh, dealing with the people. So, with that said, go ahead. I I, I just wanted to make okay. that point so, so that people understand. Okay, so, so, these are the people who are supposed so to be we, caring we, and doing that. So we're still just trying to get out. I've spent twenty thousand dollars in the last over twenty thousand out of pocket in the last. 12 months trying to get out of under this gag order. We never wanted to sue them for money. We wanted out from underneath that we can talk about this. So this second judge looked at it and said, well, 
Ohio Health has proved to me, this judge says, that you were never under it. And if you would have talked to your local attorney up there, he would have told you that. No, he told us the opposite. Yeah, he told us the opposite. And he even, he, he, he said, no, you're still under it. And if you need counsel, I'd be glad to handle that. So what's you. the truth? Were you under it or not under it? We were not legally, but... According to the judge, we were not legally under it. But, but our attorney says, oh, no. No, no. Says that if we would have talked within that two years, yeah. that Ohio Health would have definitely come after us. Right. So let me yeah. ask you a question. This will be a practical yeah. thing for the people here. Would you tell people to never sign a non-disclosure agreement or a gag order or any of this kind of... Would you yeah. say, no, I'm not doing that? I'm not going to do that because I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to cover up what's going on. And Jesus yes, said, if yes. you're going to do it in the dark, we're going to speak it in the light. If you're going to do it you know, down in the basement, we're going to speak it from the housetop. And that's what's going on now. Would you, would, you tell, would you admonish people who are listening, if they ever in this situation, to never, ever sign away your ability to speak about what's going on? Yeah, because they were never going to do... Anyhow. Yeah, especially no. when it's private like that, they're not going to do. They're, they're not going to hold up their end of the deal. Never, anyhow. never. They bro- they, they're going to do everything they can not to. But there was a breach of contract, and it was all them. I was going to say, yeah, around on us. And, yeah, and they wanted there with with the lawsuit, the frivolous lawsuit. They wanted us to pay their attorney fees. Absolutely. Plus, that's who knows? They, probably hundred thousand fees. Requested okay. Us. And but, they wanted Warner Mendenhall to be sanctioned. Right. Okay, so let's let's wrap things up here for just a second. Okay, so it took a day, day and a half. You were talking about all this stuff that you were going on about, about what they were doing, what you guys were doing, all this stuff. How long is it from that time? And I don't know how many days that is that that uh, that your wife is in the hospital on this event up until that time. But how long is it until until she she actually dies? And then all of that. I guess they sort of sweep it out from under the rug. They give you a bill and say, thank you for your service or thank you for stopping by or whatever they do, uh, mm-hmm. patronize you. How long is that that time frame in there? Um, she was intubated on August 10th. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. The, I think we went to court August 18th. Um, I believe she was supposed to get the medicine 19th. on August 19th. And she died on September 2nd without ever receiving the right. Okay, but now she, th- here's yeah. another question I have for you, Don. You weren't feeling good either. You went in with her, right? Is no. that what you said? Just just she was sick. Is that right? I thought no, you said both sick. of you oh, weren't no, feeling we were good. And, sick. Okay, so how I, come, I was real how come she got put into this situation you weren't? Did you start feeling better, or what happened there? A little bit. I mean, it okay. took me a long time to get over it. Okay. Yeah, his, uh, which I they call, they just called him the COVID numbers. His numbers went down and hers went up. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just but, wanted to do that. I, I want okay. to say this to the yeah, people go ahead. also. During her stay up there, all, that many days, there was many days that she was trying to wake up. She would respond to the nurses by squeezing hands and uh, to us. I mean, one day she was supposed to get the, uh, the vent be off the vent onto a trach and then go into rehabilitation. We go up there that morning, all excited about it. We get there, her room's full of doctors and nurses, and it was incredible. I walked in and said, What happened? She crashed at 5 30. Nobody knew why. And then when we get the medical records, we find out that they had given her more sedation. Yep. So every time Overdose she got was better. It- 
Kara, Kara, was that something? Did they do something similar to your mom that they did to uh, Scott Shara's daughter? Did they give her like a lethal dose of some things? Yeah, and over and over, eight or nine days in a row. Good grief! Yeah, and even well, like seven or eight days before she passed away, they they changed her uh, life support tube, put it back, the new one in the wrong spot. It was in the wrong. Her tube was in the wrong spot for uh, seven days before anyone noticed. Yeah, that's how, how she started how, purple. Her, I, I'm uh, having a hard time here. Tube. You can't imagine. How how do these people put this it so in the wrong spot for seven days and nobody notices? Yes. yes. What in they, the world is going on? And they had taken the x-rays every day to see that it was in the wrong spot Absolutely. for seven days. Yeah. Wow. But there's this nothing is... we can do because it was, they have immunity. Yeah. See, it doesn't matter what happens to you in the hospital if they have immunity for this. So the only thing now, okay, so what you have to know now, the hell we went through, they murdered her night, what, three, four weeks ago. Out of, we're, we're supposed to go to court in Columbus with a lawsuit in, in, in April coming up, and they have been really hammering, hammering us on different letters to the judge they're going to this and this and this and and we're getting prepared to go to court and four weeks ago we get a, a, turn, uh, a call from our attorney in akron he says hey they just backed out they don't want anything to do with this they withdrew all their lawsuits and we haven't seen it on paper yet ourselves, but it's with the judge i guess and this is exactly what this judge wanted also he wanted us to 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 work something else, else or something out, work it out. I said, no, I'm not working out. Let's go to court. We need to have a jury trial on the criminal side is what we need. But in all this mess, our local attorney uh, told them in his last letter to try to settle this thing. He personally, his firm will not pursue a civil suit against them that he's done with it. He, he's all for us and all this, but I think he did that just so that he could get out from underneath the thing. And they, yeah, that's exactly, that's, that's exactly what yeah, he's that's doing. Exactly what he understand did. that yeah. the, understand that the attorneys are friends of the court. They're agents of the state there, if you will, just yes, like the boys are. in blue. Yeah. And yeah. this is what they do. Now, here's what I want to do, mm -hmm. Don. I, I think you've given us enough. I think some people probably who are going to hear this are going to be as livid as I am. I, you know, I want to go give my own injections to people like that, and and I don't mm -hmm. say that lightly either. I'm I'm very, I'm very reserved because I know that you say things and people misunderstand and they distort it and think I you're know. a criminal and everything else. But again, mm -hmm. I go back to the Old Testament. I see God's men standing up, and sometimes they have yeah. to be violent towards those who are violent against them. Um, they have to do that, and it's yeah. not they're they're sort of forced into those kinds of things. But here's what I want to I want you to do. I'm gonna I'm gonna let Kara start first. We're gonna let the ladies go first. Final word of exhortation to the people here, Kara. Through all of this, now you guys still have a, a lawsuit going on. Is that right? Is that what you're telling no, me? No, we don't. Oh, you don't. No, we don't. We're done. They dropped theirs, and we haven't done a thing. Okay. We don't know what we're gonna do. Here's the thing. I've got fifty five thousand dollars in cash in two years and I'm not spending any more on a lawyer. Now, 
if some if God sends somebody our way, a firm that says, "Hey, wait a minute, this is a criminal case." Yeah. Uh, take it pro bono, you know. I've got a guy that might be in? he might be able to help you a little bit in some things uh, to where you yeah. can do it yourself. Um, yeah, and, and, yeah, maybe. Yeah, he might can do that. So I'll, I'll I'll try to get you his contact information, and maybe you can you can no get with him. Good. Maybe he can kind of guide you in some things. Because I don't okay. think you should let it go. These people murdered no, your I wife. I, you don't let it go. So I get no. it. But Kara, go ahead. Tell people what's the things that you've learned from this, and what would you well, exhort them in this thing to be on guard of, to watch out for in case they run into a similar situation with your mom. And then, Don, if you'll pick up after her, if you'll leave the audience with a final word as well. Um, you know, we just, the main thing is now is is that I tell people, I mean, you need to be prepared to, to for anything that they bring at us now, you need to be prepared at home. Uh, the hospital is not where you want to go. You want to avoid it at all costs. You know, find find a doctor who is willing to give you at-home oxygen find a doctor who believes in ivermectin um because otherwise you're not going to get the help that you need by going into the hospital um so um you know that's what i tell people is you you need to prepare at home get get medicines that you can i mean i go to the flccc uh website a lot to find different pharmacies that will, you can get it online. Doctors. You can find online doctors and different things. Um, and then uh, we also have uh, social media where you can follow us um, and get in touch with us there. Uh, Do you want to tell people Twitter. what you want to give people those uh, URLs for where they can find yeah. you? Um, on Twitter, uh, Getter, Telegram, and we have a Facebook page and Truth Social. That's all at Brenda's Battle. Um, and then uh, we have a Give, Send, Go to help uh, with the legal fees that we've had so far. And that's GiveSendGo.com slash Brenda's Battle 21. So the Give, Send, Go is Brenda's Battle 21. And then the social media is just at Brenda's Battle. Okay. All right, Don. Well, thank you, uh, first of all, for having us on. This is our 21st uh, show or broadcast. We got another one here about seven. What is it? It's tomorrow. Okay. Be 22. But we appreciate what you've uh, let us talk about. Uh, my thing is, I guess, my last comment would be the same as Kara. You have to have your own protocol because they are not going to help you under this government we have now. It's just, you're out, you're, you're in danger, I believe. For example, I had pneumonia uh, three weeks ago, collapsed lung. Uh, my brother, the girls wasn't here. My brother took me to the hospital, 80% oxygen is all I had. I wasn't with myself. I, I wasn't even able to think right. But uh, first thing they do, this doctor, I remember he said, uh, puts oxygen on me, said, uh, now later on today, you, you maybe have to be uh, incubated innovated i said oh no we're not doing that but that's the first thing they want to do and so uh you know i got better and i'm out good good now but uh but we went hit, to the hospital with you and yeah we got kicked out yeah and they got kicked out because i was in icu for two days and we local. took we took him with us yeah and, and they transferred me to a bigger hospital and uh 
they got kicked out because they wasn't wearing the gowns and all this other stuff like COVID. And I got mad and I said, uh, I pushed my tray aside and I said, I'm leaving too. They wouldn't even give me a wheelchair. And I said, doggone, we couldn't walk. But I had to walk a long way. But you know what? It is what it is. We have to take control of our own medical lives. That's right. And That's right. do what's right there. But people, uh, the one thing I have to say to people, don't take stories like this, ours and other people's, um, just like, don't take it like it's no big deal. I'm telling you, it's a big deal. Yes, it is. And Because when you walk in those hospital doors, you lose all of your... Yes, you do. Yeah. They're going to do whatever. And, and we're built to do that. Who in the world would, before COVID came out, would believe that such thing could happen? So... You know, I just say be be careful and uh, uh, with your own health and do everything. My girls, these two girls saved 15 lives after their mom passed away by giving the right protocol. Some of them came off of, uh, I don't know if it came off vents or not, almost. They were, or, yeah, I think some of them did. Uh, we told them what to do. They told them what to do. And they, local, seven or 15 different lives were saved because of, they know the protocol. Yeah, praise the Lord. They, they still get calls. Yeah, yeah, praise the Lord. Now, tell me this. What is uh, Brenda's Battle? You said some people could find that. Is that a .com? Or? Um, it's just the social media. Okay. Is the handle is at Brenda's Battle okay. on the di- different social media platforms. Okay. Yeah, and I wanted to show people this. This is the uh, this is the Gibson Go. You can go to GibsonGo.com forward slash Brenda's Battle 21. And uh, you can see there's not been a lot given here, and you can hear the cost that uh, that that the families incurred just trying to hold people. Yeah, trying to trying to hold people accountable and trying to save this woman's life. And so, if you can help them, look, the Bible tells us that uh, you know we're to do good to everyone, especially especially those of the household of faith. Galatians six. That's right. And uh, you guys are part of uh, of the family of God. And we want to support yeah. you. That's why we gave you opportunity to speak here on the show to tell, you know, your Thank story you and things of that num- nature. And I want you guys to come back with a victory. I, I mean, I, I really yeah. want uh-huh. I want you to come back on the show and give us a victory okay. because I be- I don't believe God leaves us in this situation yeah. of despair with the enemy all right. around, in spite of the curses that we're under in this in this country, mm-hmm. Deuteronomy twenty eight, because of our disobedience toward Him. I don't think He leaves His people to themselves. I don't think he does that. I don't believe he does that. Uh, he doesn't save his children to say, you're not my child. Uh, I don't believe he does that. So uh, if people want to support you guys, again, it's givesingo.com, Brenda's Battle mm-hmm. 21. Kara and Don, thank you so much for coming on. I, I mean, yeah, thank you. I, I, yeah, feel, like, I feel like Scott, because I'm sitting here going, you know, Scott has a daughter named, had a daughter named Grace. We know. And, I, and I've got, I've got, one of my daughters is named Grace. And every time I think about what they did to that that young girl, it, know, it makes me, it breaks my heart, and it makes me yeah. angry, like with a righteous yeah. anger. And now when I hear this story about mm-hmm. your I mom and your wife, I have I have the same thing. I really do. Yeah, I really do. Guys, hang on, and Give I'll say goodbye. Give me information on that. This one guy that might be able to help. Yeah, us, I'm, we're going to do that. We're going to do that after the show here. Hang on, I'll say goodbye okay. to you off air. Guys, okay. catch Bradley at three. And then, Lord willing, we're going to be back with you in the morning. Kate Shimarani, 8 a.m. Don't miss it. See you then.